All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of What's What VR. We have our friend, Dr. Narcisse, back with us again. How are you, sir? Good. How are you doing? I am good. It's a good day. Uh, temperature's dropping slowly a little bit in Baton Rouge, so I'm happy about that. So I know we've talked weather before, but it's getting a little bit lower. It kind of creeps back up, but things are good. How are things with you and uh, the school board over there? I mean, things are rolling. I mean, we're super excited. Uh, kids just took their benchmark assessment. So we are clear about how kids are their baseline is in terms of performing. Um, we've been working on trying to make sure we can get parents to be more connected to their kids' performance. Um, as you know, we've been working a lot around literacy for kids and increasing their performance around mathematics. And, you know, we think that uh, the best way to get kids to be more connected to uh, performing schools and getting them to read, write, and comprehend better. The more we do that, the better we feel. And uh, uh, right now, uh, kids just took, if you're uh, at the K-2 level, um, kindergarten to second grade, they just took their dibbles, uh, which gives us kind of like, you know, how their performance are. And then also we've been doing our benchmark, which is uh, uh, ANET, uh, ELA and math from grades three to 11. So all kids have been able to kind of taking those tests and principals and teachers are now doing some analysis on what are the things they got to continue to work on with kids. Um, and, and our other goal is that, you know, as you know, we just announced um, a school scorecard where parents can actually go on and click to see how their children are performing in terms of like the actual school overall and the district. So we're excited about that. Uh, just trying to be as, as transparent as possible and be more connected to families so they can have access to be more connected about what their um, what their where children are doing. It's yeah, we've talked about not in you and I, but I think that's the key, you know, with business, with any organization, with anything. It's you know the transparency and access to the data, right? And so it sounds like so the kids have taken the benchmark, and so now teachers will adapt you know, kind of this is, you know, we've got a group, we've really got to focus here. Do, do you guys have that? Is it like we've just taken them or have they gotten them back yet? Or is it we're in that gray area? Yeah. I mean, all the kids, well, you know, all the kids took their uh, tests and uh, you know, I always tell folks that all kids can grow, right? I know sometimes in education, we just think about kids who are struggling, but every child grows in, in some way, shape or form, you know, and, you know, if a child is uh, performing at a really high level, we want them to do even better than that. And, you know, if a child is at a mid-level, we want them to do better to get them to a high level. And, and you know, if a child is performing low, we want them up. And so I think that what we're hopeful that we're doing is connecting children closer to be able to do patterns of things that will help them to keep not only just do better in school, but just to be better as people, right? Like, you know, writing and reading a lot, I think, uh, you know, one thing I always talk to staff is what are the materials that we're giving the kids in school and how do we get more kids to even read things that are, you know, may, may not be just a school thing. It might just be just something to read at home, you know, or hang out and read with their friends, you know. And so, I mean, the more kids read and and then write, the better they comprehend stuff, the better they can answer questions on tests or some basic knowledge of stuff, right? And I think our, our children now don't do enough of that, quite frankly, you know, uh, now their their whole education is through social media. <laughs> and so and, uh, you yeah. guys looking at a, a video or, uh, you know, uh, 
you know, something that they're seeing a picture in, but, you know, we're not, they're not getting an opportunity to stimulate their mind around trying to, you know, understand factual stuff or understand different things that they're interested in. And I think that we have to kind of accelerate um, kids in that space. Um, um, we're, we're working right now to even have a huge partnership that we'll be announcing soon around how we can uh, get our kids to read across the city. And uh, we're, mm. we're pretty excited. So we have a few things coming down the pike in the next uh, month or two that we'll be talking about. That's awesome. No, that's, we found, I have to, now I sit with, you know, I've got one of my boys, I have to sit, it's like 20 minutes every night. We have to read, you know, something. And I think that's always been the case is always talks about going and reading, you know, you need to read with your kids. And then you talk about, you know, kind of the transparency. It's always been, not that it wasn't transparent, but you just didn't know, right? It was like, you got reports every nine weeks. You know, and if you get, what is that, the report every nine weeks, you get four reports in a year, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, for the course of the whole school year, the past parents have always known like four times, like, do we need to do better? Do we need to do worse? You know, the first one, you can't really do much on it, right? Because you don't know where they were. Yeah. You know, or the second one, you know, because you didn't get it until nine weeks in. The last one, well, you're already over. So getting this information sooner would seem like it'd be a lot it's where people can act on it, right? The information is important, but only if you could act on it. And we're even talking about things like summer reading lists. Um, um, I told our team, I was like, you know, we don't even have to wait for a summer reading list. You know, why not give kids a list to read for the whole year, right? And, you know, let them work with their parents at their pace on, you know, whether it's fictional or non-fictional type of reading, right? And, uh, you know, I think the more that we can provide families with more opportunities for kids to be able to be um, uh, giving them a, a process to read and analyze things, the more you're actually developing a child to get better, you know, in trying to uh, comprehend and do things. I mean, kids only get better at trying to read and write by reading and writing. <laughs> it's like anything else, right? The more you do it, the better you get. And uh, and the longer time you do it, the more you build that 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 muscle to to, really, to be able to kind of like grow. And uh, I think that that's usually um, how we, uh, we see kids perform better over time. Um, sometimes people think like, you know, a child just gets it and doesn't get it, but it's an example, a process, you know, it's, it's a whole child approach that you have to have. And, and one thing I'm, I'm pushing to push our system to do is to partner with parents more around those areas uh, to help kids accelerate. No, and to tell me, how does that work? How do we force or how do you see it that we get, you know, the parents, you know, more involved or how do we get them more information or, you know, what's the, what's the step? Yeah, I mean, step one for us, I think, is providing parents with more uh, materials and information uh, of things to do, right? Um, and then saying to them, hey, here's what we've seen kids do that have done really well that they focused on, right? And so maybe providing them with, you know, here's a sets of reading things you should have your child do, maybe almost like a, like a little guidance manual, right? And, and we, we see that as being a part of every uh, child for every grades kind of process. Um, one thing I noticed in, in when I got Rodney BR is, at times we have a lot of families that want to, to want to have more, but sometimes we kind of pace it out for them. And, and I always tell folks, you know, just give it to them, right? And give them with some guidance because really parents were the first teachers, right? You know, when I look at my own daughter, Isabella, you know, uh, 
you know, me and her mom were the first one to probably more of her mom than me, but you know, when she she wanted to do something, you know, uh, you know, we've been kind of teaching her how to do it. And, you know, and over time, you know, yeah, she's been going to school and she's doing all these other things, but, you know, we, we play a part in her development. Right. And I think that we have to provide uh, parents even more opportunities to give them things that will guide them as they're making the best informed decisions for their children, but also make sure that children are much more ready, uh, you know, for whatever their next steps are. You mentioned earlier when you arrived in Baton Rouge, for people who didn't know, this is your first, you know, rodeo here in East Baton Rouge, just getting started this year, you know, kind of trial by fire, you know, where is it going the way you like? You know, are you seeing the trend in the right direction? You know, do you feel the momentum, you know, kind of mounting, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I do. I mean, what, what I look, the things that I gauge for is more around how much of the, the community and the energy that the community and parents have around wanting to get better, right? I mean, the thing around schools is, you know, nothing is perfect. And uh, schools should be working in partnership with families on trying to problem solve and move itself into a good place. And I think that uh, what I was really impressed about was even though there's been hurricanes and those things, we have a lot of families that really deeply care about, you know, their children doing well or just education in general. And I think that um, uh, uh, East Baton Rouge hasn't been given credit to the families for that. Sometimes when I would come in, it would be like, well, you know, maybe people are disconnected or you, know, you always hear different type of things, right? Sometimes a negative or and those things. But what I would tell folks, when I look at evidence of what people, at least that I've engaged with or families I've seen, is that folks actually want our children to have more and do better. And I think that we can do a, a even better job of maximizing the assets in our community to do that. And uh, when I look at like, um, you know, when I arrived, you know, I asked questions, you know, I'm, I'm nine months in now. And I would ask questions like, you know, well, you know, how do you use the museum, you know, or, you know, we got a great museum downtown. I mean, we're the capital of Louisiana, right? Well, how do kids learn about the state of Louisiana? And in their curriculum, you know, are they just reading the, you know, are you just reading about, you know, the arts? Or are they just reading also about the history of Louisiana? And, are, you know, how, what about the interests, right? And, and then how do you kind of engage in what we've been doing to get them in, in rooms to have uh, constant conversations? I mean, um, one of the things I've been pushing on is even the arts. And we were super excited about the arts, uh, trying to have us uh, do more work with the arts council so kids can be more in festivals and those things. Because we you know we're a state that's rich in those particular areas. And so um, um, what kind of work we can do with that. And so those, those are kind of ways I feel like, you know, uh, we can continue to grow um, um, our work as we're supporting kids uh, in the classroom. And, and, and what I'm pushing for us to do even this year is trying to provide kids more opportunity to be engaged in things around workforce, not only for like their, their learning, but also it connects to the jobs that they want to do when they graduate from us. Right. And so, uh, cause I think that it's important to close that economic gap. No, it's funny. You mentioned, you know, the jobs and where they're going. I have to bring it up. I brought it up a couple different times and it was brought by, the neighboring parish, I have to give credit where credit was due, I guess, had uh, Wes Watts actually came on the show and was talking about, you know, working with kids and 
I thought it was real interesting. He had made it a point to say that as educators, you know, there's less and less educators coming out of the workforce mm-hmm. and, and it's becoming a problem. And he mentioned, he was like, it's because we teach these kids, like you can go be a doctor, you can go be a lawyer, you can go, you know, be a uh, AC repairman, you can be, you know, anything. But like, it's so many times we don't say like, you can also be an educator. You could do this. That's right. And it's, we need to remind, you know, kids and parents too, that, you know, the profession of teaching, you know, you're impacting lives and it makes a world of a difference. And I think that I'll bring it up because I think it was important, but also that that's what helps, you know, the school system, you know, the better teachers that we can get inside the school, system, more people that care for you to help build your team. That's what, you know, that's where that impact comes in, you know, with them spending time with the kids and making the time to, write the note and send it home to the parents to, you know, the one-on-one it's those little bitty things that are going to make the biggest difference. You know, That's there's right. no magic wand. There's no, there's no curriculum that can be purchased that we just don't have the money for. That's going to solve all the problems, right? It's just, That's it's correct. the little things. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I think, uh, you know, kids do well because of the type of involvement parents have to help them do well, right? And not just parents, it could be their family, right? Because also their brothers and sisters play a part in that or cousins or aunts or uncles, whatever your family dynamics are. And I think that, um, you know, what's, what I always feel like um, that I, what I feel like that's made the hugest impact is when a child has a village around them, right? And when I talk about a village, I talk about the support structures that they have around them to help them build a do well. I mean, Every child gets a support structure in some way, shape, or form, regardless of their family structure, right? And what I'm hopeful that we're doing is that we're working in a way that a community can wrap themselves around children, uh, regardless of that community, whether you're in North Baton Rouge, South Baton Rouge, Mid-City, you pick it, right? But those dynamics exist all over. And I think that our goal is to try to provide at least some set of guidance to say to the families, hey, if you focus on these particular areas and here's some materials that you can do that that will help your children to be in a very different place by the time they graduate and so those are the things that we're um, going to continue to push not only from being transparent of what we're doing but also uh, working on guidance and partnership uh, around around helping the kids do better well i think it's you know the theme that i'm kind of picking up on is and i believe it it's not just your job, the teacher's job, the school's job, you know, this is a group effort, you know, to raise, you know, these children. I think, you know, a lot of, you know, we say it takes a village to raise a child and we can't just drop them off or put them on a bus and expect them to get everything they need there. It takes some work back home, you know, and that's right. It's here's the tools. And a lot of people don't have those tools. And it sounds like you guys have identified that and they're saying, Hey, we're not just, send them to us. We'll get them prepped and we'll send them back home to you with some tools, but we just need you to take a little bit of energy. Absolutely. That's exactly right. And when you don't have those tools, you can come and ask us. And our job is to help you get those tools, right? Whether it's like additional material or, you know, if it's access to something, you know, I mean, I think people don't always see that in schools is so much more than just I'm sending the child to school, right? There's a lot of support around social emotional support, you know, being in line with families and parents around that and co-collaborating to make sure that we, we do all those things that help us have high quality education for kids. And 
Um, I think those those are the major things that, at least as I'm pushing hard to make sure that we can provide uh, the best we can those wraparound services to support uh, children and families. I like the way you called it the, the wraparound service because people think, you know, school traditionally, you know, seven to three, but it's a lot more encompassing than just that. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, anything else that you want to get me? Right now, no, I mean, right now, you know, we're excited. We're in the thick of things. I tell folks we're in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we try to get as much information from kids to start helping to support them to get ready for their quarterly benchmark tests. As you know, we give three quarterly benchmark tests where we're looking at kids to grow. Every child in East Baton Rouge to grow three to five percent growth on those benchmark tests. Um, so parents can be able to tell how a child's going from a report card standpoint, those things. I would strongly encourage families to start looking out for our scorecard um, that's coming up pretty shortly. And if you go to ebrschools.org, you'll be able to click on the scorecard. And then that should tell you like how we're doing on these performance indicators uh, for parents to be, if you click student achievement and go in there, you can be able to look at you know, how school is performing and those things. So those our goal is to kind of vamp that up between this month and next month. Um, so you can be able to know, oh, this is how things are going. And so I love an opportunity, maybe one of your next shows is to have my team probably, you know, you have show you what our scorecard looks like so parents can see that. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, and then maybe talk through how parents can, you know, use it or look at it to help inform, you know, their, their learning with their children. I think that'd be, you know, it kind of gave me the idea. It'd probably be a really good idea. You know, maybe we have, you know, come back on and maybe the next show we get, you know, a little bit into the weeds and we can promote it a little bit for people that it's not just more of kind of a check-in, but maybe it's more of like, hey, here's the scorecard. Here's what it means. Here's how to read it. And like you mentioned, you know, like we're looking for kids to improve, you know, three to 5%, you know, and how can, how, like what parents should be looking for, like, where do they find that information out? How do they do it? Like, I, I feel like there may be a gap where we might have a large group of parents that are just kind of, I got them to the bus and I got to get to work. And a lot of people are in that boat, but it's like, hey, let's take 30 minutes. Let me show you how, how we measure, how we measured up, and then how you can help move the needle, you know, of your own child with just a little bit of work, you know, maybe at home. And we'll help you do the work at home and we'll get you every single thing that you need. And, you know, kind of a teach the parent, you know, moment absolutely. there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we look forward to it. So, uh, you know, uh, just let me know when you're ready. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I tell everybody, you got better things to do than sit around and talk to me all day. You know, you got a million things to go last time we missed last month, but for anybody who kind of keeps following to Dr. Narcissus's credit, he was trying to do the call on the road from the car, you know, but he was checking on schools to make sure power and structural and everything from Ida was okay. He tried to do it. It was my idea to say, no, we're not going to do this from a car. So he wasn't driving, but we're going to let him do what he needed. The important stuff, check on the schools. So I appreciate you coming back. No, thank you so much, Brandon. Love the opportunity to be able to connect with families to know what we're doing. And I always want families to know, you know, go to our website, call us here. Um, You know, we really want families to be a part of of our schools and of anything we can do to help uh, make their experiences better. uh, That is our goal. Perfect. Well, I appreciate the time, sir. 
All right. Thank you we'll so talk much. Again soon. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.